Hey, welcome to the Create a Life That Is Beautiful podcast. I'm your host, Letitia Ringe, and this is the space to be for high vibe people looking to create a beautiful life and business. Let's do this. Welcome back to the podcast, my beautiful friends. I am Letitia Ringe, your coach, and it's a pleasure to be here with you today. Today on the podcast, we are talking about conscious uncoupling, divorce, separation, and breakups, which is another phase in the conscious relationship cycle. We're going to talk about making your separation the best thing that ever happened to you and your ex, so that it's a win-win situation for both of you. So if you're going through a separation, divorce, or breakup right now, this episode is going to support you through that. Now, if you know anyone in your life right now going through a separation, divorce, or breakup, I encourage you, of course, use your own intuition to forward this episode to them for their support if you think it will be a fit. Usually, during a divorce, a separation, or a breakup, we expect that it will be a horrible process. Usually, we all expect that someone did something wrong. We usually anticipate that we'll end up hating each other as a result of the separation process and that our life will either be over or much better as a result of the separation. For many of us, we think that the circumstance we need to change in our life is our relationship. And so we change it and think we're going to feel so much better as a result of making that decision. And then when we go into that phase unconsciously, we end up still feeling all of the same feelings throughout the process of separating and post-separation. We don't want this to be the result that you create for yourself. And that's why I'm teaching you in this episode how to approach this phase of the relationship cycle consciously because it will transform your experience. Now, I want you to know that the term conscious uncoupling was created by a woman named Catherine Woodward Thomas. She has a book on the topic. I've never actually read the book. However, in 2015, I heard a podcast interview of hers where she spoke about her story and the term itself and some of the tools she used to go through her separation consciously. That episode really struck me as what's possible when going through a breakup, divorce or separation. And because of my background in family law, I was super interested in the subject. And it had such an impact on me that when I went through my own separation at the end of 2021, I was able to remember the key pieces that I learned from that episode and then use that to creatively come up with my own conscious uncoupling with my partner of 10 years at the time. The way we approached our separation allowed me and my partner to heal through the process of uncoupling much faster than had we done it unconsciously. 
It has allowed both of us to grow and transform and evolve in really, really positive ways and also to really commit to our individual paths, which was primarily the reason why we decided to separate in the first place. We both felt that our paths just didn't align anymore. And so staying together would mean that one of us or both of us were compromising in significant ways that would impact our happiness and fulfillment. And we didn't want that for each other. And so rather than hating each other through the process and rather than creating a post-relationship relationship where we both don't support each other, where we have virtually no relationship and where we tell the story that this was the worst thing that ever happened, we decided to move through this phase very intentionally so that we could have a positive relationship post-separation. And that's exactly what we've created. And we've created this so much so that at least from my end, I won't share personal details of my ex, I'll just share my own. It meant that within one year, I found myself very organically in a new relationship with a person who is completely aligned with the future that I desired, with the pieces that were missing from the relationship I had with my ex, which was a really amazing relationship. All of the pieces that I wanted, like the icing on the cake that could be better, I have manifested and created in this new conscious relationship. And it's because I truly believe of the work that we put in, in a conscious way to go through our separation with love and with presence and awareness and consciousness so that it was a win-win for both my ex and I. In addition, both of us have evolved in our work, in the world and our purpose in really positive ways so that we both feel we're more on purpose than we were when we were in our relationship together. So it's truly been a win-win, even though, of course, we have both had to face the grief that inevitably comes from healing your broken heart through a separation. There is no bypassing that, and that's a beautiful thing. You want to feel those feelings because you're a human. What we don't want to do is then add on top of that process all of these unnecessary feelings that lead us to creating a messy divorce or separation, that lead us to getting children and family and friends involved and taking sides, or that lead us to blaming and fighting and criticizing and shaming and judging each other and feeling angry and sad and despairing and ashamed and guilty on top of the grief that we're already experiencing with the big identity shift that takes place as a result of going through a divorce, separation or a breakup. What I want you to know is that this is not how it needs to be. It doesn't have to be a horrible process that lasts for years. It doesn't have to be something that's wrong. Someone doesn't need to be at fault. You don't need to hate each other in order to try and make it easier. That's actually not going to do that. Uh, I recommend you go back to the episode two episodes ago, episode 186, where I shared an inner voice excerpt about letting go because that will give you a high vibrational 
perspective on letting go of anything in your life, of leaving anything in your life. And it explains why trying to taint something so that it makes you feel better about leaving it actually hurts you in the process and is not respectful, is not coming from a place of self-love or consciousness at all. And the reason we don't want all of our energy going into a messy separation, an unconscious separation, is because then you don't have the time and energy to devote to your own healing through the next phase of the relationship cycle that you will inevitably find yourself in, which is healing from a heartbreak. The more you show up in this phase of the relationship unconsciously, the more you're going to extend the time you spend in the next phase or even stop yourself from getting into the next phase and healing from heartbreak altogether because you're still so fixated on the separation phase of the relationship cycle. We want to help you, if you want to, transcend to another more aligned, up-leveled relationship that's better for you and the same for your partner. We want you to get to the conscious dating phase of the relationship cycle as quickly as we can, not because you need to be in a relationship, not because you have to be dating as soon as possible, but because you deserve to be free of the energetic entanglement of the current relationship you're in so that you can date yourself. You can live your own life. You can be free from the heartbreak and the healing that will need to be done as a result of the separation process. So this episode is going to help you consciously approach your separation. Imagine nothing about your circumstances changing. You still are going through a separation, divorce or breakup. You've still made that decision. You've still got, if you've got children, the same amount of children and they have their reaction to the divorce or separation, your partner still has the same reaction, your family, your friends, you still have the same financial entanglement, everything's still the same, the same living arrangements and nothing changes. Everything's the same. You're still going down splitsville, which is a funny term that I love to call mine, (laughs) But, but you feel loving. You feel grateful, you feel calm, you feel at peace, you feel accepting, you feel present, you even feel curious during the process. I love the idea of curiosity because imagine if you could just be in that observer mode in your life as you go through this phase where you're observing yourself and you're asking yourself, hmm, I wonder how I'm going to feel about this. I wonder how I'm going to relate with my partner through this. I wonder how this is all going to unfold. I wonder what I'm thinking about this process. Even that approach is going to lead you with way more consciousness, which as we know means awareness and love through the process, because you'll be separating your default programming from yourself, which is the awareness of what is happening, which will allow you to see truly how you're contributing to what you're creating here and the experience you're having. When you come from this energy, the way you'll relate to the situation of separation and to your partner or ex, however you're referring to the person, 
will be that you relate respectfully with each other. You relate lovingly with each other. You allow for both of your healing. And remember that when we talk about relating with another person, we're also talking about relating to the situation itself, the separation, respectfully, lovingly, and allowing it to be a healing experience. And we're also talking about the way you relate to yourself through the process. You treat yourself with respect. You treat yourself with love. You treat yourself in a way that allows for your healing. And as a result of that emotional energy that you meet the uncoupling with and the way you relate with yourself, your ex and the situation, you create a positive post relationship for both of you. You allow yourself to be supported from family and friends who choose to do so because of the way you're leading by example. I'm not saying that everybody will choose to support you in the way that you want. (laughs) We can't control anyone, but we can give ourselves the highest chance of support by leading in a very intentional way, being an example of what's possible. Because remember, the reason we all expect separation to be horrible is because we've all had the same conditioning. We've all been told divorce is horrible. Separation is horrible. Breakups are horrible. So if we can lead the process and be an example of what's possible and let our friends and family know that, no, this is what's meant to happen. We're both okay. Yes, we're hurting. Of course we are. We love each other. But we also know that this is right for both of us. No one's at fault. The relationship was a success. It's just ready to evolve now into a non-romantic relationship. And I want your support through that. You can also create a positive experience for your children if you have them. You can allow both of your healing to begin. You can create a win-win situation for you and your ex. You can. All of this is possible. Because remember, you have the ability to create whatever you want. So why wouldn't you choose to create the best experience for both you and your partner during this phase of the romantic cycle? I can tell you, I worked in family law. I saw people going through that process and using it in a positive way and using it in a negative way where it was so hard. And I can tell you that those who wanted to use the process to hurt the partner because they were hurting only hurt themselves more. Whenever we approach something in a way to hurt another, we simply hurt ourselves in the process. And yes, you might hurt them too. But for sure, the only person that we can control is ourselves. And whatever we're trying to do to another person, we are always creating for ourselves. So if you want to feel more love, if you want to feel more acceptance and peace and all of these beautiful feelings, you have to approach it in that way and treat your partner in that way because that is ultimately how you'll be treating yourself. So for the balance of this episode today, I'm going to be answering three questions for you all. Why do we unconsciously separate? We need to understand this so that we can then answer the second question, which is why is it so hard to stop doing this? And then three, how can you consciously separate today? Let's answer the first question. Why do we unconsciously separate? 
As I've mentioned before, it's because we believe that tainting what we leave behind will make it easier. We want to avoid feeling bad, so we cling on. We want to blame someone else for the separation, so we don't need to take responsibility for the consequences, which is ultimately that we're going to feel heartbroken for a while. There's going to be changes, it's going to feel uncomfortable. We're conditioned, aka marketed, to believe separation is a failure and that being alone, inverted commas, is wrong or bad. All of these are a result of the stories we choose to buy into. They create feelings of shame, guilt, anxiety, stress, resentment, fear, anger, sadness, despair, and more, and lead us to relating in an unconscious, which means a fear-based, not present way, like fighting, blaming, shaming, criticizing, and creating unconscious outcomes, aka commitment to destroying their life and yours in the process, confirming the story that it was the worst thing that ever happened to you, making them and you pay lengthy separation processes, not being available for a new relationship with yourself or someone else, All your time and energy is still devoted to this relationship so that you're trapped in this phase of the relationship cycle and unable to move forward. That is why we unconsciously separate. It is literally a result of the programming we have been conditioned with by society, by our primary caregivers growing up and by then that we choose to repeat in the way that we think both consciously and unconsciously. We create this reality for ourselves. So why is it so hard to stop doing this? It's so hard because the more dominant part of you is committed to an unconscious and probably dramatic separation process. And that is a direct result of your conditioned beliefs What you've witnessed, as I mentioned, from your caregivers growing up, what you've been indoctrinated by in television and the news. Remember that we must think critically about everything we consume. And that means everything you choose to witness in life, the way you choose to think about what you witness, what you choose to consume on social media, the news, television. Did you know that television podcasting and anything that you're watching and consuming in this way where you're passively consuming it, you are vicariously living that reality. It is incredibly hypnotic, which is why it's very important to look at what you're consuming and ask, is that the reality I want to live in? Is that the life I want to create for myself? You have to be super careful because you think that you're just educating yourself with what's happening in the world. But news TV shows, everything is all about making a particular entity money. So have a look at the entity that's getting the money, follow the money. It's a very common expression that you've probably heard before. If you follow the money and you get to the source who's receiving the money, you'll look at what you're supporting. And What the media, what television is designed to do is to respond to your fear-based stories because it has you obsessively consuming more. They don't want you to feel liberated and free. 
then you won't be consuming and be part of that factory (laughs) that's just creating everybody in the world to be dependent on more fear-based consumption. You must think critically. It's also so hard to stop doing this because of the emotional wounds and attachment styles you've been conditioned to feel. So it could be anxious attachment, avoidant attachment, anxious avoidant attachment, which means that as you're going through the separation process, these emotional attachment styles may be triggered. And so if you're anxious, you're thinking my entire life is over and you're so fixated on the topic that perhaps you're trying to cling on to your partner or you might be avoidant that you're just not facing the situation at all. (laughs) You're just avoiding it and overworking or doing something else where you're avoiding facing the situation altogether. You're not acknowledging reality as it is. You're hiding. And we do this because of attachment styles that we designed within ourselves to protect ourselves, usually as children. So the way that you're responding during your separation is actually you just repeating an attachment style that was created for protection, but based on something that happened to you as a child, right? So you're being triggered not by the situation in front of you, but by what that situation reminds you of. And if it's not the attachment style, it could be an emotional wound that you have. Like Eckhart Tolle talks about the pain body in his book, A New Earth, which is one of my favorite books. You are feeling an emotion that you have felt many times throughout your life as a result of something that first started most likely when you're a child or that you brought in from a past life or that you inherited from a parent or grandparent. And then you are triggering that throughout your life and the separation triggers on that particular wound and it feels enormous. But you're not responding just to the separation, you're responding to all of the times that emotion has been triggered, including whatever the initial trigger point was. So that's why it becomes so hard because around us, there's all these messages we're consuming and then our mind is simply repeating everything that sounds the most familiar with its default thinking. So even though you think consciously, oh, hey, I want to have a really positive experience, you're actually unconsciously committed to not having a positive experience And then you've got these incredibly strong emotions that you've also been conditioned to feel, which first came from a very positive place of protection. And so you're not even responding to just the separation, you're responding to a whole life of that emotion. That's why it feels so hard to stop. But what I want you to know is that you can learn how to overcome these three things. And you can learn how to approach your separation consciously. I'm going to give you four questions that are going to help you shift from a place of unconsciousness to a place of consciousness so that you can now move into a more positive experience of your separation. And if you're someone who's not experiencing a separation, but you know people in your life who are, you can help them by also thinking about their separation In this way, the first question is, what do I want to create here? Remembering that you get to choose what you create. You get to choose what your experience is. So what do you want to create here? What do you want the separation process to be like? 
Remembering that whatever you choose to create, you create not only for your partner, but even more so for yourself. So be careful of what you choose to create. Make sure it's something that's kind for you and your partner. Number two, what kind of relationship do I want to have with my ex moving forward? It's very important that you answer this question because how you relate to each other through this process is going to set you up for the kind of post relationship you create with each other. If you are co-parenting, following your relationship because you've got children, this is of extra importance. But even if you're not co-parenting, Choosing to have a peaceful, loving relationship with an ex that you chose to be in a romantic relationship with is a no-brainer. At one point, you loved each other. Why would you choose to hate each other simply because you've both decided that it's better that you now move on? And if only one of you is in agreement that the relationship should end, simply have compassion for the other that they're not there right now, knowing that whatever is right for you is right for your partner and whatever that's right for your partner is right for you. And also knowing that you were always meant to experience this and that is why you're here. Don't fight what is happening. You're only fighting yourself. Number three, what kind of relationship do I want to have with myself through this separation and moving forward? It's really important that you consider this because again, whatever relationship you're creating with your ex is going to mirror the relationship you're creating with yourself. So be very wise with what you answer for the previous question because it will affect your answer to this question as well. Number four, how can I symbolically and consciously celebrate and close this chapter of my life? Just like we were talking about in the episode about letting go two episodes ago with the inner voice excerpt, you get to celebrate what you're leaving behind. You want to celebrate the experiences you've had together, what you learned from each other, what you created together, and you want to create some sort of ceremony or ritual that allows both of you to have that conversation together and bring the relationship to a close so that you can both energetically let go of the relationship as it has been and then enter into your new post-relationship. And the way we answer these questions in a way that is conscious, i.e. coming from love and awareness, we can look at the thoughts that we're thinking because the thoughts that we're thinking create the way we feel which lead us to behaving, in other words, relating with each other in a particular way and are what lead to the results we create. It all starts with your thoughts. And even though you're going to have a lot of default thinking stories and beliefs that are happening that are not supporting you to create the results that you want, you can start consciously feeding new stories and perspectives into your life right now. Thoughts like, I'm so grateful for the 10 years we spent together. That was one of my primary thoughts with my ex-partner. It's supposed to feel hard, but we both know that this is the right decision. Even though we're separating, we are always in relationship with each other. Now, this is actually a thought that I got from an inner voice session I did with myself, and it showed me that 
we're still in relationship with each other, no matter what happens with our separation. If we decide to stay together or we don't stay together, we're still in relationship with each other because we're always in relationship with everything around us. It's just that the form of the relationship evolves. And it told me, don't worry about what that next form is going to look like in terms of whether it's romantic or not, just let it evolve, be the witness to the new form of the relationship. This allowed me to let go of holding on to the relationship being in a certain way, which ultimately allowed the relationship to bloom and grow into the post-separation relationship it became. So remember, Even when you separate, you are truly always in relationship with each other. It's just not romantic or it's just not marriage or it's just not the way that you're used to it being. It's something new and that doesn't mean that it's any better or any worse. It just is something different and it's meant to be that way because it is. Another thought you can choose to think is we're in this together too. You can create feelings like peace, calm, acceptance, love, presence, gratitude, and you can relate in a respectful and conscious way. This is what I need to feel supported through this phase. What about you? You can celebrate the relationship and you can create results where you're both ready to heal without blaming or fighting the other, where you're both ready to be in a new relationship when the time is right where you both have a beautiful co-parenting relationship, where you have a happy post-romantic relationship relationship, where you don't go through a messy divorce, where you're able to respectfully agree and support one another so that you feel loved and supported through the process, where you're able to divide up your assets in a way that makes you both feel like it's fair and a win-win where you both are able to have a positive relationship with new partners afterwards that doesn't bring in all the pain that's been created through this relationship and separation, where your children are able to feel supported and like they don't need to choose or take sides, where your friends and family are also able to support you and also feel supported. Remember that the change is not only a change for you, it's also a change for your children, your family and friends. The possibilities are endless as to what you get to create. Let your separation be an example of what is possible. The way you live your life and the decisions you make are all examples of what is possible. Do you want to live your life as an example of what is possible? Or do you want to live your life recycling stories of limitation? The choice is yours. So my beautiful friends, that is how you ensure that your separation, divorce or breakup is the best thing that happened for you and your ex. I want to hear what you create from this episode and its inspiration and make sure you forward it to any friends or family members that you know are going through this phase of the relationship cycle. And of course, if you want to ensure that you are an example of what's possible when it comes to the ending of your relationship and your separation, divorce or breakup or any other phase of the relationship cycle, and you want to transcend the three barriers standing 
standing in your way of creating conscious partnership and approaching all phases of the relationship consciously. And you want to learn how to be in conscious partnership, how to practice conscious relationship principles like conscious communication, conscious collaboration, conscious creation, and have support as you build awareness of all the things that are personally standing in your way of the thriving relationship and partnership that you desire, then I invite you to check out my conscious relationship coaching program at LetitiaRinge.com forward slash coaching. Right now, this program is being offered one-to-one. It will not be offered one-to-one for very long. So if you want to be one of the people who joins me to work with me one-to-one on your relationship to be an example of what is possible in the highest form for both you and your partner, whether you're single or in a relationship right now, then I invite you to check out all of the details and have a chat with me there. Again, it's at LetitiaRinge.com forward slash coaching. All right, my beautiful friends, I will see you in our next episode. Thank you for listening to the Create a Life That Is Beautiful podcast. I'm your host, Letitia Ringe, and I appreciate you so much. If you would like support one-to-one as you up-level your life, business, or relationships in a conscious, intentional, and love-focused way, then head to LetitiaRinge.com forward slash coaching. I'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye.